Domi J. Bragg, the illustrious one. Bandwagon Radio, we in full swing. What's going on, man? Make sure you hit that hey. bell, subscribe, subscribe now, so you can get the notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of the Rundown segment here on the Bandwagon Radio, where I myself, Jay Prag, sits down with artists across the globe and give them a chance to open up about their music, their craft, and their, you know we gotta play that heat before the show is over, of course, right? Okay. So we got a special guest on the phone lines right now, hailing all the way from Detroit, Michigan. My man Shahid is on the phone line. What's up, Shahid? What up, though? Yo, thank y'all for having me, man. Appreciate it. Everything good with y'all? Yeah, man. Everything good over here in the Bandwagon Radio broadcasting out of Charlotte, North Carolina, man. Pleasure, pleasure to speak with you. Yes, sir. Same here, man. No doubt. Got the new single, Push? Yes. Definitely going to talk about that single uh, as well as let you introduce it a little later on in the show, of course. And, of course, I'm going to give you some feedback what I thought of the record as well, all right? Okay. But before we get into that, of course, we like to open up the show and give my listeners a chance to find out more about the artist. So let's start with you growing up in Detroit, Michigan, what that landscape, that family landscape looked like. And then talk to us a little bit about how you got involved in music. Okay, so you know what? When people hear about the city of Detroit, they automatically think that it's like a, a horrible place. I mean, granted, you know, every city got their you know, good sides and bad sides. Yeah. You know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, grow up on a side that was pretty decent. You know, people from Detroit would know it's the area six mile liver noise. Uh, I have, you know, both of my parents in the household, you know, raised me. Uh, you know, a lot of people are unfortunate, don't get a chance to, you know, grow up that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there, uh, my grandfather was a member of the Four Tops. You know, you may have heard of uh, the Sun Sugar Pie, Honey yes, Bunch. Sir. Yeah, yeah. So that's my granddad. So that kind of like what introduced me to get me into the music field. Okay. But I wasn't trying to do, you know, the R&B style. I found my own way. And my way was, you know, writing lyrics, writing hip hop. And, you know, that's how I decided to get into it. Dope, dope, dope. All right, cool. So... Let me ask you this. As an artist, what what do you appreciate most about creating and writing? It's just the, the experience and the journey itself. You know, like, there's nothing better to be like when you when you see something happen and then you, you have that, that skill to put it on paper. You know, not everybody's able to put a vivid 
painting in lyric form and recite it to where you would completely understand and you can relate to it. Got you, got you. Now, let's talk about Detroit. We talked a little bit about it off air, uh, the vibe, you know, when somebody hears that you're from Detroit, Michigan. They got they, they bad parts. So, but when you hear about Detroit, you know, it's it has its good moments. You know, you can go downtown in the area. It's been re- renovated. You know, everything is up to date. Uh, they got nice little lounges. Uh, it just the, the people are, are, are friendly. It's like it has a, a certain type of spirit that you can't. You know, you don't get nowhere else. Mm-hmm. I've been to I've been to plenty of cities all over the world, and there's nothing like coming back to Detroit. You know, it's just it's unique and <laughs> it's just home. Dope. Have you ever been? I have actually. I was uh, first time in Detroit was about two years ago. About two years ago, first time there, man. Uh, and Col- what, what was your experience like? Uh, it was different. It was definitely different. It was <laughs> eye opening. Um, I actually went out there. I had the pleasure of joining Coalition DJs Detroit. Uh, I'm a Coal- oh, that's dope. Yeah, I'm a Coalition DJ here in the Carolinas. Um, and we were coming up there for their anniversary one year. Uh, it was right after uh, right after T Grizzly had popped. Maybe a year or so after T Grizzly had popped. And, uh, ah, okay. We coming okay. back to celebrate with those guys, and yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. I learned a lot and <laughs> saw a lot. And, Wait, uh, <laughs> was it was it a good experience or was it a bad experience? Don't make no, me look bad. No, 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 I'm not bad. No, it was a good experience. I had fun. I'm just saying, I get it. I get, I get, oh, okay. I get what people were saying. I get it. Like, okay, so let's talk about this. Coming into Detroit, you don't even see a city for the for the first. I don't know. 40 minutes or so? Oh. If you want to interstate. Depends on where you coming. Depends yeah. on where you coming from and where you going I, in. Yeah, I was coming from the south. So the way I was coming in, I saw a lot of abandoned, a lot of <laughs> left left alone hospitals, schools, houses, blocks, burnt down. I said, oh, where are we going? Like, where, hey, where, man. where exactly? I thought we were going to the city of Detroit. Like, where exactly are we going? I knew you you were coming from the wrong side. All that <laughs> being gender, <laughs> all that area being gentrified. You know, people buying it. The white folks buying that up. Yeah, I bet they are now. I bet they yeah. are. Yeah. Now that was definitely is definitely experience. I mean, at the same time, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, but I, I I when I I actually had the pleasure of interviewing T Grizzly maybe six months prior to going out there. So he oh, was, okay, okay. Yeah, so he had already gave me the game on Joy Road in certain areas, and you yeah. know we talked about a lot of different things about the area of Detroit. So I kind of went in there already with, I guess, a preconceived notion of what to expect. And yeah, and you see, you know, Grizzly, he he bought that life, so he know what areas you know you need to stay out of. Like yeah, I told you, yeah, like yeah, I told you, they yeah. all got their good and bad. That's a fact. That's a fact. Nah, dope though. But so this is what what's shocking to me about you and your music. You're coming out of Detroit, and most mm-hmm. of the music I hear out of Detroit, Michigan, just to be real, is you know like straight hardcore rap or trap or you know what I'm saying. Your yeah. music, your sound. What do you attribute that to? You being able to, I guess, be more crossover, more mainstream. What do you attribute that to? Growing up in so Detroit. That- so that just came from my my complete experiences of things that I've seen. You know, the other parts of Detroit, it just seems that, you know, everybody has that particular lifestyle of how they came up. They came up hard. They came up in the street, you know, so they, all they know is the, the, you know, the hood life. You know, I didn't come up in that lifestyle, so my sound is not going to be hard and rugged like they came up with. You know, mine is a little bit, a little bit different. You know, it's going to be diverse. 
And, and that's the only way that I can explain it because I consider myself what's known as a contemporary hip hop artist. And that means that I write songs about the things that I've seen, the things that I've lived, the things that I've touched. You know, I, I can't really speak for the people who are, you know, on the joy roll side of things. Gotcha. You know, even, even though that's their experience, you know, that's how they're going to be able to tell their story. Talking to Shahid right now, Detroit, Michigan, on the phone lines. Got the new record, Push. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the record. Uh, how did the record come about? What was the, the purpose of the record, and why did you feel like it was it was a need to put it out now? So, you know, it actually came about, you know, during the peak of the pandemic. You know, everybody dealing with the coronavirus, and it wasn't it wasn't intentional. You know, when, the way I heard it, when I heard the track, I was like, oh, okay. Usually when it comes to when I hear beats or something, you know, an idea comes to mind. But this is like one of the first tracks that I think I wrote it in like 15 minutes because I already had something that I wanted to say on my spirit. I seen a lot of people's spirits were broken. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost their jobs. You know, mm-hmm. people can't pay the rent. You know, all these you know, unemployment was backed up. So I was like, you know what? We can't put our all of our trust in the people doing stuff for us. Like we got to you know, put the power in our own hands and do it ourselves. You know, make money on our own. So I was like, let me just get something that. And I felt like just pushing forward. You know, just, just keep moving forward and give somebody something that they can, you know, work out to or something if they are applying for something, they can just, you know, play that record and, you know, you're going to automatically get that boost of energy to want to complete that. So that's mm-hmm. where that whole thing came about. Okay. So, like, when you when you actually hear it, you can be honest. You can be like, yo, it's trash. No, I'm not. <laughs> no I, that's what I, I was just about to give you my vibe. I was just about to give you my, my feedback on it. So, um... I think it was very, very unique. Um, it's definitely a vibe. Uh, it, I, you you riding the beat, definitely riding the track on it. Uh, smooth flowing delivery, very catchy hook, very catchy. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, dope content and subject matter. Uh, nice lyrics, smooth bars, very fun, playful record. Uh, you can party and dance to it. Um, definitely hear it on radio, hip hop, maybe even top forty. It has crossover potential. Um, in, a co- in a commercial crossover appeal. So I could hear it on adult contemporary as well as urban as well as top 40. Oh, man, I appreciate that. You know, I always going to get feedback, you know, from people in, like, on statues that levels that you guys are on. I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt, man. That, you know, I definitely – that's why you caught me off guard when I – saw Detroit, Michigan, just knowing all the music I've heard from Detroit. I was like, whoa, what is this is a breath of fresh air from that area. I mean, and I've heard a lot of dope artists, don't get me wrong, but like you just said, it based on, I guess, where you're coming from out of that area is the yeah. type of music you're going to create and make. And I was just shocked to hear a different sound that I hadn't heard from that area. Man, I'm glad to be able to be one of the people that, you know, bring something new to the ears of the people. Yeah, definitely. How how Detroit got sound. How would you say Detroit is uh, you know, responding to the record? How would you say you know the what? area is? It, it responds like every other city, you know. You you really you really get love from the city like you get from other places until you actually pop off. Yeah. Once you pop off and then that's when everybody, oh yeah, this person from this city or that city. So you know, I don't I don't feel no type of way about it, but that's just that's just the way it is. So right now I'm not really getting too much love or support from the you know the inner city like that maybe because it's not that sound that everybody's used to mm-hmm. but that's but nothing wrong, yeah and nothing wrong with that too i mean working outside your city as well i mean sometimes yeah. that's the way to go in fact that actually i would suggest 
any artists do that. Move outside your city. Don't focus solely on your city. Make sure that you're moving around and touching other cities and touching other influencers in other areas. Oh, absolutely. That's always the move. Yeah. Uh, that's always the move. I'm actually going to be out there in Carolina this weekend. I got uh, friends and stuff out there. So I'll be out there that way. Okay. You know, doing some marketing promotion. So. We'll make sure we plug in. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All day. <laughs> that's how that thing works. You know what I'm talking about? You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Um, what do you consider your sound? If you had to describe it, what would you what would you say to describe your type of music, your type of sound? So I did an interview in the past, I would say about a year ago, and one of the writers, this was the first time I ever heard this term before, and it stuck with me. Uh, he described my sound as like lyrical trap. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's, that sounds pretty unique, because I, I haven't heard that term being thrown around at all, or even, you know, period. Mm. Uh, that's, how, that's how I would describe my sound. I, I did like a nice, you know, beat with an 808 slapping in that boy, and then, you know, I, I offer my delivery, my style. It's usually always lyrical, but it's not lyrical enough to where you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people can get too complex, and you know, you're not really talking about nothing. Yeah, get lost in their sauce. Exactly. You know, you <laughs> give some people <laughs> to have fun. You know, yeah. They don't want to buy the air. You know, chill. Yeah, definitely a play full fun record. So I, I definitely can see that. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So we talked about the legacy aspect, and this is crazy that you know you you brought it up earlier. And I was already gonna go there. Um, how is it to have a family member that is considered a legacy within this music industry and your grandfather? And you know, I usually don't even uh, bring him up in uh, interviews and stuff like that because then people are gonna kind of like, uh, you know, about trying to scale us together. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm my own person. I'll step in my own shoes. Uh, I didn't. I'm not walking in his, his shadow. I'm not walking in their their sunshine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've created my own path. They didn't give me any type of startup money. They didn't do you know, any, anything like, like that. like, this all me, baby. This all <laughs> me. all me. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all me. Everything. The fact that I'm talking to you right now, it was all me. There you, know? you go. So, so I, I'm just making my own path, you know. Respect, respect. Do, do you think that it positively or negatively affects you in any way? Or what have you seen? Because you're, you're sitting here saying, you know, normally I don't even bring it up. So... How do you feel about it? Do you feel like it positively helps or negatively? Have a family member when you already have a family member who's already established, you know, a successful music career, and then you know everybody else who come after that, they're gonna be like, oh, that's that person's uh, grandson, or that's that person's brother, or that's that person's sister, like Solange, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she started yeah. getting her respect not too long ago, but you know, in the beginning, she was just Beyonce's sister. That's a fact. That is a fact. You know, I, I, yeah, I ain't trying to live in that. I, I got my own, <laughs> got my own music, got my own style, got my own fan base. So that's what I'm there it is we talking to shaheed make sure you following him shaheed himself detroit michigan on the phone lines right now i got the new single push uh talk to us about the feature on that record witness yeah so how did that come about believe it or not that's my blood brother okay same mom we got the same mom (laughs) family yeah family i was like i didn't i didn't have him um I didn't intend for him to be on the record at first. You know, when I was listening to it, it was just me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, after I got my verse in, you know, I came with the, the hook and everything. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to get somebody else on here that's going to be like, that's going to give that same energy. Because some of the people, some of the artists that were, that I was considering, 
I would consider him for other tracks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, my bro, he out here, he dropping that heat right now. So let me just, let me just uh, send it to him and then see what he gonna do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? He, I sent him the track. He got right on it. He was on it after about like a couple hours. And usually artists don't get songs back to you that fast. Everybody Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, he got that jump to me, and I was like, oh, okay. He dropped that. I was like, okay, nah, I'm with it. I'm with it. So we got that taken care of, and that's how that whole thing you know, came about. Definitely a dope record again. Push the new single from Shahid featuring Witness. Um, what what do you appreciate most about making music and creating and writing? The fact that I can you know create something that people can relate to. You know, there's like there's nothing really better than creating a piece of art that people can appreciate. I know music nowadays is is kind of like throwaway. You know, people, you got to drop a song, you know, every so often, or you're going to be forgot about, mm-hmm. you know, or people throw the word classic around too loosely. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's whatever their interpretation is. You know, I just like creating stuff that people, when they think of Shahid, or they think of a certain situation in their life, they will think, oh, okay, you know, Shahid brought me to that particular moment because I experienced that same thing. So, talking about inspiring others, who are some of those people that inspired you musically coming up? Uh, some of those artists or musicians that you looked up to that that also made you want to get involved in music and be an artist? One major group that really inspired me, like when I was in college and everything, undergrad, they actually from uh, Carolinas. Uh, you may be familiar with uh, Little Brother. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the homie. Guy. That's the homie right there, man. Oh yeah, that's family. That's family, bro. God, like, <laughs> from them, like them alone were one of the groups that kind of like pushed the envelope for me. You know, this they they all style, they sound with Ninth Wonder. Yeah, there was nobody was out that sounded like them. And I was like, man, they just like they just saying what they want to say, and it's just like dope. They're not making records for the radio, nope. but some of their records just happen to get on the radio yep. because they were completely genuine to themselves. So that they they really inspired me to just be who I am. I don't have to trying to be somebody that's not because you know sell a record yeah. so uh, little brother definitely inspired me and then you know of course everybody everybody rock with ho 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 all day and from out the west coast pop okay i was an okay. avid pop fan and, you know, let, me, let me ask you a quick question if you don't mind no so, go for it so like do you think it is to be in the hip-hop realm do you have to consider uh biggie and pop like two of the greats, do you have to, or is that just something that you know people just do? I wouldn't say you have to. I I think what that is is that's the culture itself trying to make sure that we hold on to our kings. Um, okay. In a sense, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that they have to be the top five for everybody. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Because depending on what you like, what sounds you like, what moves you your top five may be a little different. I think they would be in your top ten. I think they should be in everybody's top ten if you're a real ah. music lover. You see where I'm going? So, I got you. Yeah, I got you. that's the way I look at it. I, you know, I don't get mad at anybody if they're like, ah, you know, Pac and Biggie, they don't put them in the top five of their list. I mean, that's that's what you, that's that's how you feel, you know. But I'm I, sure I I'm sure that. they're on your list somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Pac on definitely top five. So, yeah, yeah, and, and, and they happen to be top five on me, for me. You know, being an 80s baby. So, you know, my genre, where I come from and what I enjoy and appreciate about music, of course, I got to put them in my top five. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. It, I just, <laughs> it, it was just the whole culture thing. Like, yeah. When you artists, you have to mention 
them that you like you actually listen to them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's like, the that's legacy like thing. Love. Yeah, no, yeah, and okay. I agree with that. I agree with what you're saying. I think that's the legacy part or the classic part, like you say. Some people yeah. would say, oh, yeah, Biggie and Pac, and like you said, probably don't even know much about them, probably didn't really listen to their music, probably only know, right. the, radio, only know the radio cuts or something like that. Exactly. But they don't know the artists and, and follow their careers, such as somebody like myself. You know, right, exactly. Yeah, so they they may perceive it differently, but yeah, that, that was an interesting question. You know, I've never a- heard anybody ask that. You know, so that that was very interesting. But I think yeah. I, I think that was the best way to answer that. I think <laughs> everybody's lists are going to be different, but I think if you're a real music lover, they're in your top five. If you just love music, they should at least be in your top ten. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. So, um. Who are some of the people that deserve some shout-outs or mentions for helping on this latest project of Push and, and just the project in general? Oh, so I want to shout-out uh, my bro for getting on the track, The Witness. I want to shout-out to him. I want to shout-out my family who have been supporting me. I want to shout-out the fans and supporters, everybody who's been you know, rocking with me from day one. Um, I can't remember Instagram names because it's a lot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all know who y'all know who y'all are. You know, who took time to you know, to buy merch and everything like that, man. reposting, resharing. Appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's about it. That's what's up. So you handled that very well. I had an interview earlier where the person was like, ah, oh, man, you put me on the spot. I don't want to forget anybody. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, the best way to, to do it is just, hey, thank everybody. Just thank yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, man, just, you can't go wrong. If you just say, "Hey, man, thank you to everybody around me, everybody in my circle that's helped do anything." <laughs> so, like, yeah, he was talking about me. He was talking about me. I did a lot for him. Yep. There you go. You had to say no name. Straight <laughs> up, you can't go wrong like that. I ain't trying to put my foot in my mouth. There you go. But you handled that very well. I think you got everybody covered. Just. <laughs> yeah. Talking to Shahid right down the phone lines, Detroit, Michigan's own. Uh, got the new record, Push. Let me ask you this question right here, man. How, how do you prepare to record as an artist, man? What does that process look like? A day in the life with Shahid, a day in the studio with Shahid. What that look like? So it all depends on the vibe that I'm that I'm feeling at that particular moment because we all go through like you know different feelings uh, throughout the day. You know, depending on the time of the day. Uh, so most of the time for me, I play the track. I play the track first. Uh, you know, I see if the, if the track is talking to me, seeing if it's pulling something out of me that I've seen that I can put on this particular type of uh, instrumental. And if, if something is talking to me, and then that's how I start writing it. And there are other situations to where I may just start writing first, and then I find a beat that can actually, you know, carry that that type of flow. So it, it always it always varies, and I'm not one of those people who say that. Oh, I don't get I get to and I don't write. I write. I definitely write. And, you know, I put my words on the paper. That doesn't work best for me. Um, but there has been instances where when I was in the studio, I knew what I wanted to say. I wrote the rap in my mind and just put it out. It, it always it always varies. But majority of the time, if you come in the studio with Shahid, you're going to see me with the song already. I already know what I want to say. I already know how I'm going to lay it down. And, you know, we're just going to just lay that boy down. You're going to go right in there and get to work then. Yeah, we're going to go in. Now, do you have any fears when it comes to recording or performing? Uh, you know what? I used to. I used to. Because I was going to the guy who gave it to the studio 
oh, I got to already have my stuff prepared and everything. I had fears of like doing multiple takes on the same part mm. and just messing it up over and over and over and over and over and over again. To where uh, engineers would have to kind of like, like, let's just punch in right here. You know, that was like one of my fears because I'm more, I'm more of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I like to get it all done without punching in. Gotcha. But I, over the time, I've kind of like, you know, overcame that fear and just started. You know, if I mess up here, then I'm just gonna like, you know, we can punch in. It's all good. It's not that serious. Mm. And if people don't know what punching in means, uh, so if you're recording a, a song and then you mess up at a particular part, the engineer can cut that part out and you can restart maybe like three seconds before that part and you can just record from there without starting the whole song all over. Yeah. That, Imagine all those artists back in the day that had to restart from the scratch. Every Man, time. all that tape that was running through. Woo. <laughs> We got to be thankful for, <laughs> for the way we've evolved somewhat now. Uh, technology is, is a gift and a curse. Yeah, yeah, it can be. This is a fact. It can You can be recording one of the best tracks in your life, and then next thing you know, the, the equipment's not working. Uh, man, <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> it's definitely happened. <laughs> and what do you do? You just got to keep it moving. Somehow you got to figure yeah. it out and keep going. Exactly. You know, you just got to keep pushing. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, so talking about being thrown off and staying focused, how do you stay focused on your mission of, of creating music and pushing your music forward and your mission, uh, especially with all the different things going on, like COVID-19 right now? We got social injustice across the world. How do you stay focused on, on pursuing this music, but at the same time still pushing your message forward? So for me, I've always been more of like a, a self-driven person. You know, I, there are other people who need to be inspired by others, and there are other people who uh, who need a person to kind of like pep them up to do something. But you know, for me personally, when I set my mind to doing something, you know, that's what that's what I'm going to do. Like regardless of what it is, it may be the most outlandish thing in the world, but I'm going to do it because that's what I feel like I want to do. And you know, as far as my music being a passion for me, you know, getting you know, music out there to the you know, top of the charts, that's something that I that I aspire to have done. That's what I'm gonna do. Now, how do you feel about the climate of today's music and artists? Somebody who you you being an artist and a writer yourself, how how do you feel about the artistry you're hearing and seeing out there right now? You know what? Nowadays, the music is actually really dope. Now, uh, we we see a lot of diverse new artists coming out who are getting their shine. A lot of independent artists like myself are you know on the rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, five to ten years ago, you know, you wouldn't see that because the record labels were, you know, running the show, so they were only pushing major artists and yeah. you know, force feeding to us. But I, I'm starting to see now that there's a lot more diversity, even in all genres of music, and and I, and I respect, I respect everybody's passion for doing what they continue to do. How about what about you? How you feeling about it right now? You thinking it's saturated think with urgency, or you? No, I th- I think I think I think it's different. I think. Um... What I what I like to say uh, in times like this is it, it makes me relate myself back to when I was younger and my parents were looking at you know me with the music I was listening to like eh, what are you listening to ah no I don't yeah. want to cut that up so it's like you you got to understand that you know times have changed we've evolved we've evolved as a society we've evolved culturally um, right so I I'm and I'm an artist I come from drawing and painting so I'm big on. Uh, Art isn't the eye of the beholder. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's great it's, point. It's, yeah, it's it's about whoever's viewing that art. Like ten people could be looking at one piece. Two of those ten, two out of that ten might hate it. The other eight might love it. You see what That's I'm saying? That's a good point. So it's very subjective. It's very subjective. So I try not to go, you know, too deep or too hard on something like ah that's garbage ah i hate that like I, the most i'll say is uh okay that's not for me you know? mm, that's a good politically correct way to say it <laughs> very politically i've been correct. doing this thing for yeah. about 16 years brother <laughs> <laughs> that's hey i love it i yeah, love it you know what I i'm saying it. like so i i tried not to be too critical simply because again i come from art i come from the culture and I understand that, you know, everybody's voice, everybody has their own voice, everybody has their own outlook um, and their own creativity. You know, I might I might not like it, but that don't mean two other people down the street might might love it. You know what I'm saying? That's a great that's a great point. But I'm me. I will say something is trash, but it has to really be trash. <laughs> like for me, like, yeah, you know, you really there have are to some like... things that are just garbage now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you don't you don't want to sugarcoat for some people, I, and I'm not a yes man. So for me, yeah. if you if you're asking my honest opinion, then I'm going to give you my honest opinion. You know. But what's something? What's something to you that's considered like trash or garbage? Something that's considered trash or garbage right now. I, you know what? I'd have to be honest. For me, uh, Takashi right now. I mean, oh, I, I agree. 100%. Especially with the comeback. The comeback is just garbage to me. So. I agree 100 percent yeah i mean if that if i had to use something as an example you know uh and, and and that's not to say i don't like some of his music but that's just to say since he's resurfaced i i haven't heard anything that's just like yeah let's get it yeah like, yeah uh, yeah same here same he, here he like, just kind of yeah, jumped I, back into that mainstream space is all he really did like because he has a lot of people, you know, eyes on him, and I get it. So yeah. they're gonna push that because they know they're gonna benefit off of it, no matter what. No matter what, it's almost like Lil Wayne right now. Lil Wayne can drop pretty much anything, and it's probably gonna go. You know? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Of course, it, it, could, it could be it could be garbage. It could be garbage, but it's still probably gonna go. You know? What oh, I'm for sure. Because of the way the brand has been built, and you do know the quality of what he has put out. Right. So. It's that brand. It's, it's that brand. brand. It's the brand. It's and like that's, you're... <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think that was one of the biggest things that caught me off guard about your music again, coming from Detroit, the brand, listening to mm. a different sound. Like you, I'm really telling you, you got potential because being from an area that doesn't focus solely on that, on your type of sound, it, it, it could raise you to the surface easier if that makes sense mm. you know, you're not out. i see what you're saying yeah you know it's not as it shouldn't be as many cars on the road ah that's actually a good point i see what you're saying yeah so really i think you should really focus hard on really trying to get that sound out you know what i'm saying not only just in detroit but of course moving it around like i said in the other major cities because you definitely got a good sound you got a good and and talking to you of course having this interview with you i can tell you you've got a great personality you actually can conduct yourself properly you seem like a pretty intelligent man and, and professional so you know I, I see a lot of other strong points and characteristics that could be beneficial to you navigating this 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 industry ah uh, man i appreciate it man thank you nah, no doubt salute salute i like to give props where i think props are due and i definitely can tell you somebody that that treats the craft the right way and you take it serious and you're serious about it absolutely dope dope so 
what what what's on the verge? What's up and coming next for Shahi? What should our, our listeners be on the lookout for? Any videos, any visuals, or anything coming? So I'm actually working on an EP. That's going to be my second EP. It's going to drop first quarter. And for everyone not familiar with the the quarters are, you know, that's from January to March. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be dropping the EP around that time in between. We don't have a set date yet. And this EP is actually going to have some features on it. My okay. first one didn't have any features. So I want to do it all on my own. Gotcha. So this one, we can look expect out features, though, on this one. Yeah, we can expect some features on this one. And how about the visuals for the push? We got some visuals. We got some vi- um, push. We got the visuals already out, actually. Yep. The visual for push is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's on all your streaming platforms, all your video platforms. It's streaming live as we speak. That's what's up right there. Make sure all my listeners, you go check out that new video for push. Uh, brought to you by Shaheed featuring my man Witness on that track. Uh, we got Detroit, Michigan on the phone lines right now. Before I let you introduce the new single, brother, go ahead and give me your social media so they can follow you. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all of those are going to be the same. It's at Shaheed World. That's S-H-A-H-3-3-D World. All right, my man Shaheed. Go ahead and introduce the new record for the people, bro. What up, though? This Shahid. I want you to be here and check out my song, Push. That's P-U-S-H-H-H. Go ahead and push through. That's right, man. Right here on the bandwagon radio. Turn it up. Let's go. It's hardcore, no slow strokes. Have you ever been put in the place and you felt like there was no hope? Then you break down with slow-mo. Then you felt like it was no mo. Then you look around and get motivated and feel the boost in your torso. Unlock potential, now access. I treat the world like my dojo. This life here is just practice. I feel like I've been here before. If you wait around for someone to feed you, I like to call that last place. The only way you can truly ease if you take charge and make your own place. When I learned to control my feelings, not to mention I was so wild. Had to learn to control my temper. My sister said she's so proud. Nowadays I just be chilling. And we all wanna live in a feeling. Looking forward to the future, building connection back to the source. I was rarely feeling remorse. For swerving all in my lane, like I'm riding around in a Porsche. We mess around, gonna crash. Gotta fly a whole new course. And the mess might not last. Gotta find a whole new voice. They put me against the eyes. Now I'm conquering all the eyes. Watch me reign supreme, supreme beam. I gotta make mama proud. I don't contemplate waiting. Nope. I'm complicated, not basic. Yeah. When you come from a legacy, why would I not display my greatness? Push, push. All I do is push. Push. All I do is push. Push. All I do is push. Push. Yeah. Been asking for too long, ha. but all they gave me was crumbs. Ha. I put the power in my own hands. Now they saying I'm too strong. All I do is push. 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 All I do is push. push. 